Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. I love that so much because marriage, like you said, is not the destination. And a lot of broken people get married thinking marriage is going to fix something because all it does is exposes the brokenness. Now you got your brokenness and their brokenness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now y'all two broke folk trying to figure out how to be one, how to be whole. And, you know, I can, we've been married for 25 years next year. We've been married for 25 years. You don't look old enough to be married to anybody. (laughs) Well, thank you. Kisses, kisses, hugs. Like I look at my marriage and we are so open about our marriage, our struggles, the things that God has brought us from, the things that God is still bringing us through because it is, I always say marriage is God's tricky little discipleship program. And if you're not ready to be that vulnerable, then you're not ready for marriage. That's a whole other level of growth, maturing, developing character, digging deep, unearthing some stuff that you might've been trying to avoid. Hey loves, it's Dana Shea and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thank you all so much for being here today. I am so excited that you have come back for part two of this amazing conversation that I have been having with Michelle McKinney Hammond. Now, if you have not already listened to part one, episode 193 of this podcast, where Michelle and I started talking about the different shifts and seasons of life, we then segued into really her sharing some great relationship and marriage advice for those of you who are married or single. That's the thing I love about Michelle is that she can speak to both groups with such clarity and conviction and passion. And so if you haven't already listened to 193, um, then go ahead and continue to listen to this episode. But then right after that, I want you to listen to 193 so that you can get all the goodies, all the knowledge that Michelle is dropping on us today. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a moment and just pause and thank all of you who have left me a podcast review, who have rated this podcast, whether on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You guys, those ratings and reviews mean so much to me because it lets me know that what we discuss on this podcast is resonating with you. I want to make sure that every single week when I show up, that I'm actually sharing knowledge and wisdom and information that you all can receive and implement huge, huge for me is that you implement what you're learning in your lives. So I just wanted to say thank you so very much for all of my subscribers. For those of you all who share this podcast, that means so much. And you are actually helping. Did you realize that just sharing this podcast is actually helping people whom you might not even know. Think about if you share this podcast on Facebook, somebody else shares it, somebody else shares it with their community. That actually starts this beautiful ripple effect. And we all together are on the same desire, wavelength, path, journey, whatever you want to call it, 
to strengthening and to helping relationships. So thank you again so much for your support. So without any further ado, you guys, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. If you don't know Michelle McKinney-Hammond, she is the author, best-selling author of over 40 books. She is an international speaker, uh, preacher. She is an anointed woman of God. She is single. She is sassy and she is satisfied in her singleness, which is what I love about her. And so if you are single, you are going to just be so inspired by how she lives her life. If you're married, she's also dropping some knowledge for you too. So let's go ahead and jump into part two of our amazing conversation with Michelle McKinney-Hammond. Marriage is not a destination. Um, and we've got to stop thinking that we've arrived when we married. That's actually just the beginning. To me, that's the, that's the PhD course. I don't know if I'm ready for the PhD course, okay? Listen. There's some tests there <laughs> that if you're not ready to take them, you're going to fall flat on your face. And so we've got to stop thinking that, you know, oh, I've arrived or that it's a validation and affirmation of my value that someone wanted to marry me. No, you are already highly prized by God. You are valuable. You bring something to the party of life just as you are. And you need to operate in your wholeness so that you attract a whole person, not a half person that's looking to be completed. Mm-mm-mm. I love that so much because marriage, like you said, is not the destination. And a lot of broken people get married thinking marriage is going to fix something. And they have and, a broken marriage. Yep. Because that's all it does. That's right. Because all it does is exposes the brokenness. Now exactly. you've got your brokenness and their brokenness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now y'all two broke folk trying to figure out how to be one, how to be whole. Right. and. You know, I can, we've been married for 24 years. Oh my goodness. I almost forgot. It's 25 years next year. We've been married for 25 years. You don't look old enough to be married to anybody. (laughs) Well, thank you. Kisses, kisses, hugs. 12, right? (laughs) 10. Um, But you know what? Like I look at my marriage and we are so open about our marriage, our struggles, the things that God has brought us from, the things that God is still bringing us through because it is, I always say marriage is God's tricky little discipleship program. Yes. (laughs) You think you're getting married because you love this person and he's going to be my companion and he completes me. All that mess goes out the window when you start going through some real deal stuff in life. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, going back to everything that's in you, it is total exposure. And if you're not ready to be that vulnerable, then you're not ready for that, uh, for, for marriage. Definitely. That's a whole other level of, of growth, maturing. Um, developing character, digging deep, unearthing some stuff that you might have been trying to avoid, and you mm. can't avoid it now with this other person in your life. That's right. And so these shifts come even in relationships. And I think I love how you said earlier that God is gentle. Like God is not interested in exposing us to shame us or humiliating us or frustrating our lives because he's bored up in heaven and is trying to play games. Like, you know, if God brings uncomfortableness to our lives, then it is always to grow us. Mm -hmm. And so in a marriage, you have these shifts that happen. I've had many shifts that have happened in my marriage where I have to go back and say, okay, God, what, what are you doing? What are you doing in me? What are you doing in Sean, my husband? What are you doing through us for our kids or for whoever might be watching. 
And you, I want to, I want people to see it guys go look at this on YouTube because I need you to see this book title. So Michelle, funny story. This book has been sitting on my Island in my kitchen. So my 16 year old walks by, he goes, mom, what are you reading? Cause he didn't see the I, see the I, right? I love my publisher for being so daring. I love it. Oh, I but love it too. The matter is there is a big if in the middle of a shift. Yes. So what is the if? Why don't you tell us about that? Well, the if is, will I get it right? What if, what if? We, that is the question we ask. It's really kind of weird because we all want change, but we don't want it because of the if factor, the yeah. unknown factor of what's going to happen. Um, will I survive this? Um, will I get through it? Will I be able to navigate? Will I be able to handle it? Will I like the other side of where I'm going? You know, um, sometimes we feel like God is, you know, dragging us towards this place that we don't want to go. And, and yet, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message version says, God says, I know what I'm doing. Love I've got it all planned out and it's for your good. It's not to harm you. And it's actually to give you the future that you hope for. The future that you hope for. He says, I know what you want, but I'm going to wrap it up with what you need. And I'm going to prepare you for it so that when you get it, you can keep it. Because sometimes we want stuff. We're not ready for it. We don't have the capacity for what we think we want. And God is saying, I got to groom you for that thing you just asked me for. So, yes, this is uncomfortable. Yes, you're wondering what if. But trust me, this is where the trust factor comes in. And we still a little shaky ground with God with that. You know, I remember when I first came to the Lord and I was reading about how the Israelites are always complaining and always doubting him. I'm like, these people are so stupid. God parted the Red Sea. Who was the doubt after that? And yet God parts many Red Seas in our lives. And we still have those moments of tension, those moments of apprehension and fear and anxiety of, will he do it? I love my, my dear friend Darwin Hobbs wrote, God is able. I said, Darwin, that ain't the question for me. It's will he do it? Not is yeah. he able? We know what he's able to do. Will he yeah. do it or will he do it for me? That's that right. becomes the big question, the big if of, is he really going to see about me? Is he really going to give me the desire of my heart? Well, yeah, because he planted it there. And if you're in alignment with him, you only want what he wants for your life. And um, it's never impossible for him. All things are possible. So Getting past that if, like, oh, I don't know if anybody's going to show up for my conference this weekend. The big if. And yet, i got to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea breaking into the episode real quick to remind you that I have released a brand new online course called From Conflict to Connection, How to Communicate Without Fighting. Whether you're married, whether you're in a romantic relationship, maybe you have coworkers or neighbors or anybody in your life that you need to connect deeper with and you're tired of all the conflict, this course is going to walk you through step by step how to build deeper connections in spite of conflict. I believe, my friends, that conflict can actually be our teacher. We're going to look at things like the root of conflict, the heart of the matter. We're going to learn how to be better listeners and your relationships are going to be all the better for it. You need this course. So be sure to head over to danashay.com forward slash connection course and learn all about it. Again, that's danashay.com forward slash connection course. There's many bonuses that I have over there for you. So be sure again, head over to danashay.com forward slash connection course. I can't wait to see you all in the course. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to our show. Because mm-hmm. I think God is looking at obedience. Like, it's not the outcome. Yes. It's the, are you willing to step out? Are you mm-hmm. willing to do the thing? Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, this is why comparison is so dangerous. You know, yeah. I was I was on, I have a, a group coaching session with some women and I was on this session last night with them. And I said, you know, so many times we look over the fence, not at like another man, but we look at other relationships yes. and we think, oh man, look at that relationship. Wow. They don't have any problems over there. Or man, you know, it seems so easy for them. Mm-hmm. And we get stuck in this whole comparison, comparing my uh, transition with somebody else's transition. Mm-hmm. I, I'm struggling with that, honestly, right now. Like I look at, okay, I've got all these dreams and desires. I step out to step into something. God wasn't just calling me out of the church. He was calling me into full-time exactly. entrepreneurship, right? And there are times in my life where I'm like, my God, like it's so, it seems so easy for them. Mm -hmm. It just seems like they just got book deals dropping out the sky and, you know, (laughs) you know, all these things happen so easily. God, what about me? Are you going to do it? Like you said, for me, I know that you're able, you know, will you do it for me? And and yet we're all called to different journeys. And I so resonate with what you just said, even at, you know, some people look at me and go, oh, my God, she's written 43 books and she's spoken everywhere in the world and blah, blah, blah. And it looks so easy, but it's not. I have those moments where I look at my peers and go, how'd they get to do that? Mm. You know, how come I didn't get to do that? God says, you're on a different track. I've called you to a different set of people for a different purpose um, and, and just a different way of doing things. And if we just all do our assignment. And embrace what our assignment is and stay in our lane. The job gets done for the kingdom. Mm. See, anytime that I start comparing, I know I've fallen into me. Yes. When I'm in him, I don't have that issue. It's like I'm doing my little part over here to do whatever it is you're trying to accomplish ultimately, God. And I get real happy and excited about that. Let me just focus on my assignment. Um, But the enemy is always there with the question, well, what about? Yeah, he's he's posing the same question he posed. He just doesn't want you to be like him. And so what does he do? He gets us to compare ourselves to someone. We don't know what that person is going through. We all look good on paper. We don't have any of the behind the scenes stuff. So you sit down and have a conversation with that person and find out the things that they're going through. And you go, oh, my God, you know, there's a price for everything that everyone does. Mm -hmm. My price is high. It means, you know, I, I, I've gotten to the to the season in my life, Dana, now, where when my friends get married or something, I make the time to go because there was a season in my life where I was so caught up in ministry and I had so many invitations, I missed those moments and I still regret them. And now I'm at a different season where relationships matter even more to me 
mm-hmm. you know, and I, re- and I realized that in the midst of kingdom business, God is a relational God and relationships yeah. mean a lot to him. And if we don't honor them the way he honors them, something's missing in the translation of ministry. I had a friend who um, just had a, a birthday recently and I, I had something going on and um, I made it so that I could get out of it early and I showed up with a cake. And when I saw the look on her face, mm. she called me for three days after that saying, it meant so much to me. It meant so much to me. It meant so much. And I said, this is ministry. Yes. If I'm saving the world and my friends and my family are going to hell, I haven't done ministry well. Right. Right. I love that, Michelle. I love that. I think, you know, I think about how important relationships are in the present season that we're in. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'll, I'll get to that later. You know, I will. I know that that marriage needs some work and I'll, I'll figure that out later. I know that relationship, that friendship needs some work and I'll get to that later. I know my kids, you know, need my attention, but I got this other thing that I'm working on right now and I'll get to that later. And we, we have this temptation to keep putting it off, keep putting yeah. it off, keep putting yeah. it off until well, it's not promised, especially in this season. Right. I mean, look at look at what's going on in the world. Yeah. Not just in one country, but in the world. Things are fluid. They are changing and shifting so quickly. People are leaving here. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are gone. You spoke to them on the phone yesterday and, and then you hear that they've gone to be with Jesus. What? Right. I'm so glad I had that conversation yesterday. You know, so tomorrow is not promised. And there's an urgency that I think that we need to maintain in our relationships. To make people, you know, I tease all my little folks in the house. I go, did I tell you today that I love you yet? They go, no. I said, well, I'm telling you now I love you, you know, because I might not get that moment back. It's Mm -hmm. not promised. And I think that when we get into the relational aspect of life, yes, there are seasons, but you need to be cognizant about one thing. And that is tomorrow is not promised. And there should be an urgency to love whoever is important and significant in your life. Whether you're feeling it or not, we don't walk by feelings as children Mm. of God. There are kingdom principles that lie resonant in us that command us to walk a certain way, talk a certain way, and give of ourselves in a certain way, whether we feel it or not. We cannot Mm. be ruled by emotions. Emotions give us wrong information based on how they feel. And and they come from a, a thought. Every emotion comes from a thought. What was the thought that made you feel that way? Is it accurate? Is it true? And that's why the Bible tells us to think on things that are true first. Yeah. We start with true and we go from there because um, we can think on a lie and feel a certain way. You know, you're walking around thinking somebody doesn't like you based on what? Based on they didn't do something the way you wanted them to do it that day. Did you stop to think what was going on in their life at the time? And then probably their behavior has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with what they're going through. Can you step outside of yourself to investigate before you draw a conclusion and feel a certain way? Right. And then act a certain way based on the faulty feelings that were based on the faulty thought. (laughs) Exactly. And then you done run and told 10 friends about it too, you know, so now they all messed up with the person and all salty and, and it had nothing to do with what you thought it had to do with. Now you got to backtrack to 10 people to say, it wasn't the way I thought it was. Come on now, y'all. This is part of being mature. That's right. Time out to stop, investigate the feeling, investigate the facts associated with the feeling. Yes. And feelings are fickle. We all know that. 
Yeah. We all know that. But we still, for whatever reason, will, just like you said, make decisions based on feelings. Literally leave an entire generational blessing based on a feeling. Leave a whole marriage or leave a relationship early or don't pursue a relationship because we're afraid. And I'm going to tell you something, Michelle, like, first of all, I got to go back to something you said 20 minutes ago. You said my, (laughs) you threw it out, you threw it out so flippantly and I'm in here jumping up like in, in, in my seat. You said my mentor, Bunny Wilson. Yes. Listen, when I was little, okay, I was an old soul, always been. I was that little five-year-old kid in church who was like, I'm not going to Sunday school. I'm staying in the sanctuary because I want to hear the I want to hear the word. And so <laughs> Bunny Wilson came to our church. We had a little church in Portsmouth, the church that I grew up in, Portsmouth, Virginia. And she came and she talked about her book, Betrayal's Baby. I might yeah. have it. Michelle, I might have it. I've used her book so many times recently. I don't have it in my office right now. Mm-hmm. But when you said her name, I said, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm following the breadcrumbs because <laughs> she was one, again, we didn't have a lot of women in ministry when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So for her to come and present and, and speak about betrayal, I'm like five years old. I don't even know why I was so interested in this conversation, mm-hmm. but the Lord had actually planted seeds in my heart way back then that I'm using today yes. to minister to people who have gone through betrayal in their lives. And then the Lord sends you into my life in my early 20s. And he's talking about returning to your first love. And I have used Revelation 2 a hundred times to minister to people in their current season. And the reason that I'm saying all of this is because my daughter, she's in college, but she she had me watching this show, Manifest. And it's the dumbest show. (laughs) It's the dumbest (laughs) show. It's about these people who get lost somehow. They're going to Montego Bay and their plane gets lost in this vortex and they come back five years later. You heard of that show? I've heard of it, yeah. So they have this saying on the show. They're like, it's all connected. It's all connected. And I'm sitting here like, it is all connected, Lord. It is all connected. The things that you do... 10 years ago that we think that conversation didn't really mean anything. God brings that same conversation back 10 years later, Mm -hmm. the random act of kindness that you showed to somebody that you weren't thinking about. It was just what you do. Just that's who you are. God brings that back. The the woman who God used to rededicate, you know, rededicate your life. Now you're sitting on a podcast, having this conversation with her Mm -hmm. about transitions that you're currently going through in your life. And I'm just so amazed at how the Lord does, you say that in the book, God doesn't waste a thing. God Not a thing. Anything. It's the compost. You know, yes. we think it's messy, but it's used to grow some things. And mm. some things can't grow without the mess. And it stinks to high heaven, but it does the job of fertilizing the seeds that have been planted and making the fruit sweeter and lusher than ever before. And so we don't, we don't miss anything. We, you know, it all comes together. You have that aha moment and you go, oh, that's what that was all about. But that's the consistency of trust in God to say he's using all of it. All things are working together for the good. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, you know that, and it's weird because that song has just been going through my brain. Like for the last two days, my mother keeps looking at me. I keep going, all things are working for my good. Yes. (laughs) You know, and you've got to confess that over yourself. You can't give in 
to those feelings. Mm -hmm. People are living in their feelings way too much these days. And it's messing up marriages, relationships, careers, finances. Because when we live in our feelings, that's when we eat. When we live in our feelings, that's when we spend money we shouldn't spend. When we live in our feelings, we get we get over our spouse and move on. You know, and then you realize, oh, I had a good thing. I always tell people when they want to divorce, I said, don't come out here. There's nothing out here. At least you know what dings on that car. Fix it. <laughs> I love that. Dude, these crazy people out here, you don't want to come out here. Stay where you are and work on that thing, you know. <laughs> so speaking of that. Oh, I was going to say, you brought up um, Revelations. And, you know, that is my favorite scripture, even for the married people. Remember the height from which you fall in. Mm. Why'd you fall in love in the first place? We forget that. Repent and go back and do what you did before. You know, the girlfriend and the boyfriend gets lost in the marriage because you get about the business of doing the marriage. Right? right. But you still need the boyfriend and the girlfriend because the boyfriend and the girlfriend got you to the husband and the wife. That's so right. you've got to make those traditions come alive. That date night, um, make it happen. Don't wait for a, a pause to make it happen. Make it happen. It should be on your calendar. It should be built into your schedule. This is a priority to keep my romance alive. Yeah, I got kids, but guess what? Those kids are going to grow up. They're going to mm -hmm. leave you. You're going to be stuck with a stranger because you stopped nurturing the romance with your husband or your wife. You know, so there are some specific things that have to happen that you have to make a priority. Plus, when kids see their parents in love, they feel secure. It builds security in them. They blame themselves when you all aren't getting along, you know. So um, repent, remember, repent and return. Mm -hmm. That is the menu for restoring your marriage, restoring your relationship, restoring your love for God. Remember how excited you were when you first came to the Lord? then go back and do whatever you did that kept you so excited. Yeah. You know, and, and ask for forgiveness. I, I'm so sorry. I dropped the ball on this relationship and got about the business of it and forgot about the joy of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of that, I think, you know, the last question I was going to ask you is we know that these seasons are coming every year we know fall's coming it's not new it shouldn't be a surprise we know the winter's coming we know that these seasons are coming we also know that transition is coming so in light of what you just said how can someone who knows that they're in a transition or maybe they're sensing a transition how can they actually go about being content in their current season while they're still excited about what is to come yeah you know that is really taking a reality pill. This is where I am right now. And I think the older you get, you realize there's nothing you can't do about nothing you can't do anything. Mm. You know, um, it's not going to go any faster. You can stick your lips out. That doesn't make God move any faster because he's, he goes, uh-huh, yeah, I'm completing what I've begun in you and I'm going to do it well. So, you know, if it's going to take me, uh, in that book, um, the shack, Max says to Jesus, don't you just get upset when we just mess up and get it wrong? And Jesus smiles the most brilliant smile and says, no, because if I know it's going to take you 86 times, I go 84 to go. Oh, wow. You know? um, and so I think that we've got to not be so hard on ourselves and not so impatient with ourselves. This is where I am presently. What are my options in this place? You know, I was stuck in London for seven months during COVID. And everybody was complaining about lockdown. 
I loved every minute of it. Because my mindset was, I don't have to stay in the house. I get to stay in the house. Woohoo! I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to show up for anything. I don't have to put makeup on. I don't have to do my hair. I don't have to do anything except be. Oh my God. The joy I had in just being. Mm -hmm. I got so much more accomplished during that time. I, I created online courses. I got my coaching certification. I discovered some great teachers that I started, you know, absorbing material from. I just had the time of my life. I was a little sad when it was over. Every mm -hmm. now and then I think back on that time and I go, hmm. I started a hangout online, had hundreds of people coming on and having great conversations and people were making friends with one another. It became such a fruitful time. I could have sat, crossed my arms and said, I just want this to be over. Mm -hmm. I just want to get to the other side of this. But my uh, thought process is, how do I take advantage of this moment I'm in right now? Because life is going to change. Shift is going to happen. That's inevitable. But how I respond is optional. And how I respond has everything to do with the outcome. So when the world started moving again, I was ready. I was ready to get into the flow of it because I hadn't allowed myself to be paralyzed during the waiting season. I was storing up seeds. I was doing stuff. So yeah. that I would have something to show for the weight. And so know that in that season where it feels uncomfortable and when will this be over? Let's change our mindset and go, how do I take advantage of where I am? Because this is going to change. I will not revisit this place again. Um, so how do I take advantage of where I am now to prepare myself for my next? That's saying yes to your next. And there you have it. I love it so much, Michelle. Thank you so much. I want to end this conversation by asking you a question. I did not prep you for this, okay. but asking you a question, we ask everybody on the podcast, and it is, what has been your best relationship tip that you've ever received? Allow people their humanity. Expectations is really at the root of our relationship issues. And when we allow people their humanity, we allow them to fall and rise because guess what? They're doing the same thing for you. Mm. Allow people their humanity. I love that. Michelle, this has been such a privilege for me. I am loving this book. I'm not done yet, um, but I'm going to be done this week because I can't put it down. I told you before we started recording, I was like, I'm going to throw it a couple times because I'm like, oh my God, she's in my head. She's in my head. Nobody's supposed to know that I'm having these thoughts, but the Lord knows. And well, so, I lived and bled for that book, Dana, so everybody <laughs> should like it. <laughs> I love it. I will be shouting it from the rooftops. And so I want to encourage all of you who are listening to go get this book. Of course, I will link to it in the show notes. It's called When Shift Happens, Say Yes to Your Next. Michelle, this has been the greatest day of my week. Oh. Maybe month, potential year. Oh. I don't know. But thank you. Thank you so much for being thank with you. us today. I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.